welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back to Adam's Rib, y'all. What up? What up? What up? We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know I did. I ate. I was fat. You stay fat. That's mm. every day. You Uh-oh. don't even need Thanksgiving to be fat. Uh, the shade. <laughs> the shade, the shade. It is a weekly occurrence. Do you know what is so funny about Thanksgiving? Is that, did you know that cranberry sauce... I feel like in most families is just reserved for Thanksgiving. I didn't. I, I didn't know that. Did not know that. I didn't know that. My family has Thanksgiving just like on a regular day, like a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I learned know. that in recent years. But when you actually go to the store, you really can't like find it like that. You got to stock up at Thanksgiving. You got to go to Sam's Club, stock up at Thanksgiving on that cranberry sauce. <laughs> it's like, I will never get my friend to the same. We was at somebody's house. And they had like real cranberry sauce, like from actual like mushed up chunky cranberries. And my friend was like, "If the cranberry sauce does not have the ridges in it, it's not real." <laughs> if it ain't got the wrinkles in it, <laughs> the ridges on the side. Because like, apparently we're the only ones that eat canned cranberry like, sauce. If your cranberry sauce does not have say like on the side of it, it's not real. Because this cranberry sauce, you like scooped it with a spoon. It it, it was like jelly. Mm, no, my cranberry sauce is firm, and you cut it with a knife. <laughs> right. If your if your if your cranberry sauce look like Vaseline, <laughs> then that's a problem. Ours comes from the ocean, hence Ocean Spray cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not about Thanksgiving. We already had a very powerful Thanksgiving episode last week. So if you haven't listened to that, go back to that. But New listeners, welcome to Adam's Rib. You can catch a new podcast every single Tuesday in iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. You can email us, adamsribpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a website, adamsribpodcast.com, where we, you can get updates to blog, new episodes, and all that jazz. Oh, and a reminder... We are collecting toys for our new listeners. Our old listeners always know that we always collect toys every year for Christmas, uh, mainly for girls, but we'll take boys' toys too. Brand new toys, please. And so if you want to donate, donate toys, we'll be donating them to Riley Children's Hospital. Um, you can send us an email, and we'll have a PayPal set up so you can send us money to purchase toys and all of that jazz. So mm-hmm. please give. Y'all, please give. This is a really good cause to do, and we do this every year. And we just we hope and pray that you all just, you know, just take the time to remember these kids. You know, they need love just like everybody else do. So please don't leave them out. And every year, the organization's always so grateful because we just pop up. They're like, who are you? We're like, we have toys. (laughs) Brand new ones. (laughs) Okay, bring them in. Yeah, last year, we donated to a Christian orphanage based in Indianapolis. I think it was called Hands of Hope, I think is what they were called. I think it was something like that. Year before that, it was Children's Bureau. We've donated to a women's shelter. So every year we try to pick a new organization. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> Relationship goals is the topic for the week. I feel like this is about to get deep. And I want to do this episode because I don't know about y'all, but I get irritated when I see on Instagram like a picture of Jay-Z and Beyonce and like, ooh, relationship goals. Did y'all not listen to Lemonade? Like that that's not my goal, but that's just me personally. I don't I don't know their relationship. So maybe parts of it is goals, like maybe the the financial stability. <laughs> Look, image when it comes to goals and image, that that really doesn't mean anything to me because anybody can take a picture and talk about relationships. And goals. Beyonce, y'all y'all follow Beyonce's Instagram page. She always takes pictures of like the good stuff, as most women do. She didn't take a picture when she was crying when Jay Z was cheating on her with Becky with the good hair like right. why is that a goal you can't you and you're not even like living their life I just feel like relationship goals should be bible standard and biblically based and I feel like they have to be unique and specific for you but what I'm gonna go into is just kind of the what I feel like should just be a standard Christian relationship goal across the board but and then I'll also share just mine personal list of what i would want my future husband to be on but at the end of the day that's just preference and not like overall relationship goals well no i won't say preference because there is deal breakers so let me like back that up yeah but like <laughs> i do have a preference like i actually would love a handyman but that preference did not come until i bought a house and i just realized like you know what it would just be really nice if i just had a man that could just like fix this <laughs> versus me having to call somebody mm-hmm. or like sometimes i've asked my neighbor like yo can you fix this <laughs> Okay, so let's dig deep. All right, let's dig deep. Well, I've just thrown it out there. All right, hey, amen. God bless you. So let's dig deep. What is the official definition of a relationship goal? I mean, I don't have a definition for. It. I got the first rule of dating. Well, that I guess that I, I guess that kind of works too. Oh. You know. But. And this is this is biblical in, in Mark. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the reason why I put this as the fir- the first rule of dating, which is ultimately a relationship goal, is because that you will not truly love anyone else if you do not love God first and foremost. So that's what I think relationship goals should just be off top, just a standard, and no one will truly love you if they do not love God more than they love you. And I've, I, I'm a firm believer in just the, the, the natural order of things, which is, which is, you know, God, your marriage, children, ministry. That's that's my relationship goals. Brandon, do you is that your goal? Oh, I agree. I agree. God is definitely first. Your marriage with your spouse, with your significant other is next. Then your family. Then ministry, then the Xbox, then whatever else is under that. But well, let's be honest, marriage is ministry too, and so I don't want us to think that your marriage cannot be a ministry to people because it is ministry. I feel like anything in that list with, with God is ministry. Period. Because when you're dealing with God, that's ministry because you can be utilized by God. And then when you're looking at your spouse, you minister to each other, and then your family, you minister to them, and you raise them up in the way they should go, so that way when they get older, they won't depart from it. Amen. You know, Proverbs twenty two. <laughs> 
And the first step in dating should always be the step of faith that we take toward, you know, Jesus and our Lord and Savior, because he captures our hearts, especially for women. I really want to just really, really talk to the women today. God, you know, that's where you find the deepest joy is in him. And we we hide our souls in him and stop trying to save and prove ourselves. Devote your minds to God and knowing him more and more and more and plead with him to conform your mind and, and, and to his will. And put all your strength in, into this goal and this plan for your life, you know, to make disciples who love God with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind, all their strength, going back to that that verse in Mark. And so if our heart is not there with God, if our soul is not already safe through our faith, and if our mind is distracted and focused on other lesser things, if our best strength is being spent on the things of this world, shopping, jobs, entertainment, relationships, and not on God, then we'll simply just won't date well. And I'm not saying that that is the reason why all of your relationships may have failed in the past, but if you really kind of just take a... like inventory of it, I feel like it's probably a factor, <laughs> you know? And so do you want to date and marry well? Then listen to Jesus and, and love the Lord your God with all your high heart. And again, all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength and seek him first. And dating will be added according to his perfect plan and timing and perfect will. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know I've said this before in the other episodes, but really you got to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then everything else will be added so the fruit of dating and all the all the good things about it is a part of everything being added and his righteousness but you have to seek the lord first because if you don't have a foundation in what you're trying to do in dating then you will fall you will fall saying so, that right there is definitely a relationship goal like you can't do anything without god in dating or dealing with partnership period point blank end of story and you will not find these goals on instagram because instagram is of the world anyway or so or any social media <laughs> platform <laughs> like you need to find your relationship goals in the bible but ain't nobody taking pictures of matthew and mark and then put it up <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You don't like you don't see Mary holding baby Jesus and Joseph sitting on the side talking about like you know hashtag the first official family. You know, first family, the first family. You don't see Adam and Eve sitting there holding that apple talking about relationship goals. That's that's whack. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there, whack though. You know what I'm saying? Sitting there holding a camel talking about hey, you know we got cattle out here. But real talk, it should be relationship goals. So, after applying and embracing, you know, what I said was what I feel like is the first rule of dating, then I have the golden rule of dating, which is, you know, lean hard on the people who know you best, who love you most, and will tell you when you're wrong. (laughs) You know, it's not the first rule, because in absolutely every area of your life, every decision, every calling, every relationship, every dream, we must start with what we think and feel about God and ask yourself, do you love him more than anything? Mm-hmm. Will you obey him even when it will cost you? Are you willing to set anything aside for his sake? Will you trust him even when you want something else for yourself? So again, it's not the first rule, but I have found that it is a golden rule that most often makes the difference between healthy and unhealthy and unhealthy Christian dating relationships. And so if you're not a Christian, you know, if you're listening to us and you're not saved, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, if you haven't dealt with God before trying to date, you don't really have a chance of having a truly healthy Christian relationship with someone else. 
but that's just my take on it. But mm-hmm. if, even if you are saved, there are still a thousand more ways to subtly and blatantly reject God's wisdom and fall into sin, you know, within your relationship. And so the key will be to lean on other Christians and other women of faith who know you based, love you most, and have a proven record of telling you when you are making a mistake or when you're wandering away from God's will for you. And I feel like accountability is huge with, with relationship goals. And I'm going to get to that point in a minute, but I feel like there should be a third wheel in your relationship goal to have someone that's like in your corner, like, yo, check yourself, Lens. You know, is he really loving God? Even check you, like, love yo, Lens. Are you loving, starting to love your man more than you love God? Like, get you some godly girlfriends around. Yo, you know, this kind of reminds me of a couple of episodes we were talking about godly counsel. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, surrounding yourself around good Christian accountability and I think everything that we were talking about in that episode also applies to this when it comes to you know having that third person around or having that accountability around to check you or to check you know keep you on point so accountability matters in everything and dating is definitely one of those main things because if you falling off in your dating then it's going to show and I think everything that uh, Lindsay said as far as like just, you know, being with God, you know, as far as like relationships and and if you're without God and it's not going all of that matters. Like all of that is so true. So definitely be mindful of your surroundings, of who you're involved with and who's going to check you. Not everybody has to know every major detail. But at the same time, go. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I I, I know where you're going with this. So I I just feel like every, not everybody needs to know every detail. But at some point, like, you know, have a check in with your accountabilities and say, hey, how you holding up? What's going on? Are you good? Have you did this? You know, and just and 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 go with God. Mm-hmm. You know. So and on that, when you said. You know, not everyone needs to know your ins and outs because of social media and this whole relationship. I feel like people have goals to have relationship goals, if that makes sense. So with social media, I feel like there's a never ending buffet of opinions and unsolicited advice that has something to say about everything. And yet lets us choose the answer that we want, if that makes sense. You know, so I've even seen people post questions on Facebook as if the world is their accountability partner of how far should we physically go before marriage you know how soon should I start dating before I break up or or after I, whatever some of y'all start planning in your relationship before you even break up with the dude but anyway you know what things should I be looking for in a guy what are girls looking for in a guy should couples live together like all these like questions that you want that you're not even going in prayer about and two that you're not even checking with your accountability partner and so I don't feel like really that we find that we have issues finding the answer to any of these questions about relationships but the scary reality is is that we can find an answer somewhere to justify what we want to do right or wrong safe or unsafe wise or unwise and so the advice that we choose might be from a book a random conversation or some random person that's following you you know on your facebook page a blog post written by some teenager you know like or just something that you found on pinterest and so for many of y'all if we're honest it really doesn't matter who's offering the, the advice as long as right. it just confirms what we thought or wanted in the first place right and i feel like everybody's opinion mm, won't even be like legit because some people may be writing stuff or putting stuff on there based on their own experience or yeah. their emotion mm-hmm. so you can't just go based off of that you know mm-hmm. you have to go based on what's actually accurate what's actually right and sometimes some of us like let's be real like 
some of the decisions that we try to do, like we know that it's not going to work, but we <laughs> exactly. try to make that. That was my you know point. Saying? Like we know we look, we look for justification to confirm. Like I want to say. I want to see if they thought what I thought so my feelings can be justified. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to try to see if I can work it out anyway, and I'm going to stay on this side, each day on that side, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? But, like, what, just what use... Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just use wisdom, y'all. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> use wisdom, man. Like, it's not going to work. Like, it's not. Blah, blah, blah. So I have a list. <clears throat> <clears throat> Of what I think, I only say what I think, of what I know, based on Bible, should be your relationship goals. List number one, or point number one, is to be Christ-centered. And this goes back to my first rule of dating. This may seem like very basic, but it's the most foundational trait for being a good girlfriend. And a good boyfriend, too, but I don't know what it's like to be a boyfriend. So, you know, any girl that doesn't have Christ as her center won't be able to become a godly girlfriend or have a healthy God-honoring relationship. She'll be in danger of having your boyfriend become your center, your all, your everything. And let's just be honest, it'll turn into idolatry. And so anything coming first in your heart before Christ is your God. So the greatest command for all of God's people is to love him with all their hearts. I just go back to that, all their souls. And you got to love God foremost before you can truly love a boyfriend or a husband. Second thing is to be confident in Christ. So... A confident woman in Christ, she knows who she is in Christ and exactly how he feels about her. She doesn't fish for compliments or need constant assurance of her boyfriend's feelings. And I, and I, my, my, what do you call it? The, um, love language for me is words of affirmation. And so I really struggle with this as far as always having to seek and knowing that how my guy feels about me. But I also chalk that up to the, Talk, chalk that up to that's just how it was in my house like you hear I love you like 20 million times a day we're always hugging we're very affectionate in my house you're awesome you're great you're this we're proud you know and that's great I, I do think that is important to to fill your mate your children whoever someone you love with affirmation because at the end of the day we all need that and for me, I tended to worry a lot in my past relationships and my insecurities. I worried about the future of my relationship. How does he feel? Does he think I'm attractive? And my confidence wasn't coming from the Lord because I wanted a guy's approval. But a godly girlfriend walks with confidence. She walks with a smile on her face because she knows that she's the daughter of a king. Just like the scripture says, you know, she fears the Lord and trusts in his promises for her. So don't get me wrong. Like I said, hearing your boyfriend's compliments and hearing how he feels is awesome. And he should definitely express that he cares for you. But be careful... If that brings a smile to your heart more than knowing God who created you and loves you more and thinks you're far more beautiful than any other man could. So I'm going to move on unless you have something to add. No, I ain't got nothing. Okay. Third thing is to be encouraging. Since a godly girlfriend is Christ-centered, going back to point number one, she's able to encourage her boyfriend in his relationship with God. And it can be as simple as saying, okay, we're going to end hanging out early tonight because I need to spend time with the Lord. Or what did you learn at church today? <laughs> you know, the, the godly girlfriend encourages her boyfriend, his relationship with God. She doesn't lead him into it or to it. He should already be actively going to church and not going just because, you know, you started taking him. That's awesome if you did, but let him get his own relationship established first. Excuse me, a godly girlfriend, she's an encourager and not an enforcer or a leader. 
because he has to have his own growing relationship with God. You know, he can't be on the coattails of your relationship with God. So not only does godly girlfriends encourage their boyfriends spiritually, but they also encourage them emotionally, you know, and guys need to know that they're respected. So if your boyfriend gets a scholarship, a job promotion, you know, whatever, it's lottery. I don't know. You know, let him know that you're proud of him. <laughs> but we won't talk about lottery and gambling. Anyway, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Fourth thing. How many things do I have? I have six things. Okay. No. I was close. Seven. Six. Anyway, fourth thing is to be supportive. A girl girlfriend supports his hobbies. Find out what your boyfriend's interested in and support him. I used to date a guy that played football, and he played for the for the Detroit Lions. At the time, I could tell you literally everything about the Detroit Lions, and even though I hated football. You know, play video games with him sometimes. Listen, listen to him. Practice an instrument. Whatever it is, show that you care about the things that matter to him and not just what matters to you. Fifth thing. Is, is this a golly girlfriend? Would you date this woman? Mm. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Be independent. A godly girlfriend not only has her own spiritual walk, but also her own life. <laughs> yes. 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 Please. Please. Ladies, listen. Ladies, listen. Ladies, listen. Anyway, <laughs> she doesn't forget her friends or her family when she gets a boyfriend. But instead, she keeps them close and makes time for them. Even in Song Song of Solomons, the friends protected, encouraged, and held their beloved girlfriend accountable. So she doesn't throw away her own interests and desires. And don't forget that your interests and hobbies make you unique and special. So a godly girlfriend keeps seeking God's will for her life. Boom. I mean, you had a multiple amens on that, so I didn't know if you... Yeah, I'm just saying, that's that's good. That's some good stuff. And then lastly is to be kind. Just be nice. (laughs) You know, when you get married, there isn't a a do good things for him to for you to switch the automatically turns on once you say I do. You know, and my married women, you could probably contest this. I haven't been married, but I'm just assuming this is probably the case. So you have to start practicing beforehand. And no, I don't mean sex. I don't mean practicing unbiblically things. We're talking about character. Yes, be nice. (laughs) You know, you you do not have to be this amazing chef or some master you know, skilled seamstress or not even domestic things, just whatever. Just do something nice for your boyfriend. You just have to be thoughtful because it comes down to this. Is Christ your first love? Do you date godly guys? Are you thoughtful of your boyfriend? When these three things are in check and God is the center of your dating life, then the dating role will be a lot less bumpy. But of course, you know, obviously not every single relationship would end in marriage, but each one of us should be healthier each relationship moving forward should be God honoring and filled with a lot less regrets because God is in control. And sometimes I do yes think that comes with age, but that also just comes with spiritual maturity as well. So that is my relationship goal. Be but nice. Then, yeah, be go nice, ahead. I'm y'all. sorry. I'm just saying be nice. Um, it it is it may not be necessarily in the Bible to say it that way, but it pays to be nice mm-hmm. because you never know what that person is dealing with through their day, all that stuff. Who want like no wife, husband, kid, anybody wants to come home after having a hard day and they have to do a mean people when they, and go into the area of, of their peace. You know, and I, you know, me growing up, I kind of had to deal with that. But I also wanted to piggyback on something what Lindsay said before, like as far as showing affection and stuff. I came from a family where they didn't show that much affection at all. So when I 
a few years back when I dealt with that, it was something kind of new for me because it was coming like consistently. So just like, wow, like I never dealt with that. So, so this is what compassion feels like, you know, so it pays to be nice. It pays to be compassionate. You know, it pays to be uh, in a right standing with somebody. So make sure that your character is godly for one. And it really matters to somebody else because you never know what that person needs you just never know yeah compassion's important <clears throat> and i want to share a list and then we'll wrap up a list that i created of what i want my future husband to be so i'll be transparent because i wrote it down and i actually happened just happened to have it in my phone because i wrote it in a book and i must have taken a picture of it a while ago because i don't have the book with me but my husband must be the following he must love god more than i do always puts me first be spontaneous Affirm me constantly and regularly. Be smart with his finances and have clear financial goals. Romance me, cherish me, defend me, protect me. Want to serve God's kingdom in some form. Dress fashionably. Build a foundation of friendship with me constantly. Have a strong prayer life. Like and be willing to travel and try new things. Knows how to adapt to his environment. Be handsome and make my heart skip a beat. Not keep me a secret. And be a handyman. Handyman is not make or break, but it would really be nice. That's only because you just have this new place. That's all but it is. I'm, I've always kind of felt that way. I just don't. It's it's. I'm growing tired. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my list of relationship goals, and we hope that you ladies will now kind of reevaluate your goals and hope that you change your outlook of what godly relationship goals should be. And men, for the ones that are listening as well. Take notes because there are some things that women really do need for y'all, you know, to step up in. So just know, yes, there are some things that they need to do, but there are some things that you need to do as well. So take notes Amen. that of what they're need to do. So that way you can match it or be better because at the end of the day, you are the head of the household in the future. So. Or if you're married now, you are the head of the household now. So at the end of the day, just know that what they what they're trying to do is only to better you two. So, Sila. As you guys always know, we always take a break for the month of December. So do not expect any new episodes, but we'll be back Christmas. We'll be back New Year's and then the rest of the new year. So we'll see y'all in a couple Yo, of weeks. Yo, Christmas is going to be fun. Just tune in. You might want to spread the word now. So just go ahead and put or just put in your mind hashtag Adam's Rib Christmas Story. Okay, <laughs> just be ready. Just be ready. We'll catch y'all at Christmas. Have a good one.